0: So, yeah, it just makes sense to go for the quality apartment. It's always going to be more easily rented out and have tenants than something that's lesser quality, even if it's cheaper. Because I know in my experience, like, my friends will pay a little bit more to live in a really nice apartment that has, like, a gym or it has whatever else or it's in the desired location. So, yeah, it's always worth it.
1: You're listening to Property Investor Tales, Stories from the Front Yard. Here's your host, Tabitha Bright. Hello and welcome to Property Investor Tales, Stories from the Front Yard, where I get to speak to property investors from around Australia about their investing journey. My name's Tabitha Bright and I'm the Head of Coaching here at Positive Real Estate, where we help people build wealth through property. With over 8,000 clients across Australia and New Zealand, there are some incredible stories to tell, which hopefully make your investing journey that little bit easier and will inspire you along the way. So my guest today is Melissa Cowan. Melissa's story is all about getting started as a young person what it's taken to start building her property portfolio single-handed and not accepting the perceived limitations of others. So enjoy this conversation with Mel. Hey Mel, welcome to today's podcast. We've got the fabulous Mel Cohen with me today, a bit of a young gun, so good to have you here Mel. Thanks so much for having me, happy to be here. Oh well, thank you. I, I'm very conscious that we're not twisting too many people's arms, but um, it makes a massive difference for people that are you know looking to get into investing or might have invested and not got the result they want, um, to really listen to um you know wide variety of clients' different experiences with their investing. Um so thank you so much. Um for you, uh you're young, you're Um, super focused on investing. And it's really cool to talk to, you know, young women, young people going out there and really kicking goals because we hear a lot in the market about how um, it's really hard for young people to get into the market and that they are being outpaced in the property market. So tell me a little bit about you. You're in digital marketing. You... um, um, so you're relatively savvy with, um, well, not relatively, you will be very savvy with the <laughs> internet and how all of that works. And, um, and how did you get into investing? Tell me a little bit about where you started, what's driven it, over to you, Mel. Sure. Uh, so I started
0: getting really interested in this idea of, financial independence, financial freedom, um, being able to take control of your time. As you mentioned, I work in digital marketing, which I really enjoy. But I wanted to sort of have the option to go part-time if I wanted to or, you know, work on my time. Um, So I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which, you know, (laughs) everyone has read, obviously. Um, But I really... I really connected with that book um, and I loved this idea of passive income and generating a passive income. Um, So from there I sort of started looking at, okay, what are my options? How can I create a passive income flow? So I started with shares first. Um, Both my parents, either my parent's property, investors, they both own their own homes, but that's sort of as far as they've got. Um, But my dad does invest in shares. So he sort of got me into the share market a bit, um, had to play around there and sort of got my first taste of investing, I guess. Um, But then I was still really interested in property investing because I was reading a lot of books at this time. I was reading a lot of resources and I liked the idea of leverage and the fact that, you know, you can put in a $50,000 deposit and get access to a $500,000 asset. And, um, you can sort of, you can still do that with shares a little bit, you know, like you can borrow money and invest it, but you can't, no bank is going to give you a loan for $500,000 to go and invest in shares, you know, it's just, it's not going to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I liked this idea of leverage using equity, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, so then I started sort of shopping around for someone to educate me in how to invest. Um, because I knew that I wanted to invest, but I knew that I didn't know enough and I didn't yeah. feel comfortable stepping in
1: until yeah. I knew a bit more. Yeah, about you had it. The education. Yeah. Yeah. And this was back in when, 2018, I think you were saying? Yeah,
0: 2018. I was about 28 or so. Um wow. Yeah, that's when I started getting interested.
1: 28. It's funny because um a lot of the people I interview and I, I'm um, making sure that I draw everyone's attention to the commonalities and the lessons that we see flowing from everybody because where paths cross and people start saying the same thing I think it's really good to start paying attention especially when they come from all different walks of life and have had often different strategies and there's a a common theme that comes through that everyone says that's around my age they always go gee I wish I started younger (laughs) (laughs) and so you know to be to be out there in your 20s looking to start investing is pretty cool um, and so you checked a few places out, I believe, didn't you, along the way?
0: Yeah, yeah. So when I sort of realized that, yeah, I needed to learn a bit more, I went and did a bunch of like free property seminar conferences sort of yep. thing.
1: good place and to start.
0: Yep. Yeah, and I, um, I went to a couple. I went to this one where... It was sort of like none of them were really the right fit. Like I went to one where it was sort of like it was an education type thing, which I liked, but it was like this stepped education where you pay some money and then you get like this level of insights, but then you have to pay a bit more and then you get this level of insight.
1: Right. You
0: pay a bit more again and then suddenly you get like the golden nugget up here and it was just... Um, it, it wasn't very transparent. I didn't really know what I was getting. And then I went and Googled them and they just had like horrible reviews. So I, I didn't go with that one. And then um, I went to another one where it was more about, they, they sounded really legit, but it was more about just sort of like doing it for you. Um, okay. and, and they wouldn't really sort of like educate you and bring you on this journey and, um, you know, empower you to like, Know how to do due diligence. Can never say this word. Due diligence.
1: (laughs) Due diligence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then I went and saw a like investment advisor as well, and he basically said, "I don't think you're ever going to be able to own multiple properties on the income that you're on." Wow. Um. Yeah, and he also wasn't a fan of, like, new properties, ever buying new or, like, or buying apartments or anything like that. He sort of had these really, like, old-school views about how you've got to buy for the land and the land is what appreciates and apartments are mm-hmm. good with rental yields and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Um, anyway, and then I went to Jason's free seminar And um, I just really connected with what he was saying. I liked how it was an education-driven organisation and how I was going to sort of feel empowered and get the knowledge that I really wanted to get. Um, But then also I liked how he was a property investor himself and had lots of tips and strategies for how to get where you want to go and how to achieve your goals. And um, I actually had like a one-on-one like sit down with him afterwards and laid out, you know, my goals. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, we could do this and we could do this and we could do this. And there's offset accounts in it. And I didn't even know what an offset account was at that, <laughs> at that time. Um, and I was like, oh, I've never even heard that that's, you know, that's an option. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's how I came to sign up with positive and it's it's been the best decision. The best.
1: Oh. <laughs> it was lovely to hear that because you've been part of our coaching program for about two years now, haven't you? Two thousand and nineteen I think you said you or oh. did you come in on come in two thousand and eighteen? No, yeah, I came in in 2019. nineteen. Nineteen, Yeah. Awesome. And it's really interesting if I can hark back to your comment about being told that, you know, you were never going to have more than one property, you couldn't do it on your income. Um, it's interesting. I've got a number of people that I've interviewed um, and are interviewing that have been told similar things. And, you know, you think of all the stories you hear when you start listening to people's podcasts or read books about, you know, people that have achieved amazing things, so often at the beginning they're told that their dreams are are silly or dumb or worthless or that, you know, they're dreaming too big. Um, And I just think, you know, hats off to you because it takes to have, to be told that you can't do something by a perceived expert Mm. who's probably older and senior to you as, um, you know, a young person, looking for stepping stones and a path forward to then to continue to to look and to dig and to push forward i mean that that takes a certain amount of resilience and grit so um, you know hats off to you and that I think um, you've definitely got the investor mindset for sure I know I think I'm stubborn and I
0: just don't take no for an answer
1: Which is awesome they are the best qualities stubborn um, so many of the team that I work with at positive real estate refer to themselves as stubborn um, <laughs> and I think that's a brilliant quality to have Um yeah. So then you went on and you've actually bought how many properties now? 2 Woohoo. So we've <laughs> already proved that fellow wrong in two years on your income. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the first property you bought is um, a blue-chip property. Uh, tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. Um, so I bought... The first property I bought was um, Aria, Upper House. Yep. Um, so I bought a two-bedroom apartment yep. um, in sort of the middle of 2020. I think it was April of 2020. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, yeah, which I just, I guess I saw, um, I got the marketing material for it and I just, got so excited by it because the design was absolutely beautiful. It had that, yeah, like, flat quality that um, Sam always talks about. Yeah. And um, the location was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I was really, really excited and really grateful to land a two-bedroom apartment in there.
1: Yeah, it's phenomenal. And so when we're buying off the plan, we usually put down a deposit, um, the standard deposit is 10%. And then obviously, there's nothing more to settle over that. Uh, sorry, nothing more to pay over that time frame until you um, settle the property. And that property, when does that finish? When do you take ownership of the ARIA one? Is that uh, the- middle of 2023. Awesome. And so the benefit of that is you've got a small deposit down, you got the 10% deposit down, but you're controlling that asset. And so the Brisbane market's gone up on average 18%. Um, I saw, um, I was looking for some data recently, and I saw it had gone up around 18% over the last 12 months in 2021. And so even though you bought at X price, you will have still received the benefit, even though you haven't physically got that property, you still have received the benefit of that um, growth coming through. And it's interesting because I've sometimes people have a perceived idea about apartments, right? They say, "Oh, like you were saying before, they don't get capital growth." Um, but I know that not to be the case. Well, A, I've got apartments. <laughs> I've got an apartment in Sydney. I bought for 400,000, which is now worth about a million. That was mm-hmm. I bought it in 2008, so do the math on that. Um, so I know from my own personal experience that apartments get growth. I know that ARIA as a developer do fantastic quality properties. Uh, And so when we're buying apartments, one of the key rules has to be that what you were saying before about flight quality, right? You've got to have quality offerings. You can't buy investor grade apartment stock because that's where it tarnishes the rest of apartments with that old belief that apartments don't get good Mm -hmm. growth. It's got to be great location, great floor plan, quality developer, good amenities in an area where there's a demand for apartments, right? Um, Exactly and upper yeah. house ticks all of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and it just makes so much sense, you know. Mm. My friends don't live in like old cruddy apartments, you know. They always want to live in like modern, nice, great apartments that live that are in a great location. Yeah. Um So, yeah, it just makes sense to go for the quality apartment. It's always going to be more easily rented out and have tenants than something that's lesser quality, even if it's cheaper, because I know in my experience, like my friends will pay a little bit more to live in a really nice apartment that has like a gym or it has whatever else or it's in the desired location. So, Yeah. yeah, it's always worth it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, I know a lot of our clients have um, done really well from their purchases um, on their Brisbane ones. Um, and then, then it got interesting, right? Because when we start out investing, we usually have to save our deposits and that's kind of the hard work, right? The first two properties are probably the really hard work of getting the deposit funds together and that kind of stuff. But you were smart Um, Tell me a little bit about your Springfield purchase. Tell me how you worked that because I know, you know, the team helped you out there with getting a bit creative. So (laughs) take us through that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I bought the Aria one in April and then I bought the Springfield one about six months later in October last year. Amazing. Um, Yeah. And, I was, yeah, I was really fortunate to be able to use the first homeowner's grant for that yep. property. And then awesome. as well as that, I could use the home builder grant.
1: Same so, specific.
0: yeah, in Queensland, um, first homeowner's is worth 15000 and the home builder grant is, was worth 25000 So wow. that was $40,000 worth of grants. That's um,
1: massive
0: yeah that i was able to use which as you said really helped out with the deposit and yes. how i was able to get the second property so quickly
1: right and so um right and so what has that meant for you though it means you have to
0: yeah, so um, I'm living in, so after I bought it in October, construction started around about December or so, and then it was a six-month build. Yep. So it completed in June of this year, 10th and 10th. then um, I moved in. So I'm living, I'm now living in the Springfield house for, I'm going to be here for about six months in total. So until yep. about December or so. And then um, that sort of satisfies the requirements of the grants. And then I'm going to move out
1: and uh, convert it into an investment property. Wonderful. Um, make sure you talk to Haley and the team because I think the top time for leasing and getting the best rent return is uh, around February. So, um, okay. yeah. And I think I was talking to um, one of our senior property managers would have been about 12 months ago but it was for a client situation and she was saying that um they get a substantially higher rent um in uh february march as a general rule of thumb Mm -hmm. so um you may want to find out when some good timing is if you don't mind staying a couple of months longer in your (laughs) springfield yeah that's
0: interesting do you think it's just after christmas or whatever and people are sort of ready to make a move or
1: Yeah. yeah Yep, they just start sort of settling in, and then thinking, "Oh, it's still summer; it's still nice." It's mm-hmm. you know, they they get a bit twitchy and they start looking. Whereas people tend to bunker down a little bit more um, during mm-hmm. the winter months, and you know, they sort of get into the get into the year. But people mm-hmm. like something, I think, after the Christmas holiday to feel like they're still <laughs> still <laughs> doing some fun stuff. Um, you can call yeah. moving fun. Um, so so that's awesome and then and then of course it's like well what's next
0: Mm, so I really want to get a third property as well that's next on my goals list um I'm I was looking at a few potential deals um I sort of wanted to just on the side of caution just because um, ARIA hasn't completed yet and so I didn't want to I mean finance sort of said indicatively it was probably okay the mortgage broker said you probably can do a third one because Mm. I've been able to save a deposit another deposit in that time Um, but it was a little bit borderline it was a little bit on the fence Um, so I sort of decided with Megan that it was probably best for us to wait until it just, we just completed on ARIA and then from there went and got a third one and then a fourth and a fifth and then from there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? That's really sensible. And Megan's your coach, um, alongside with Hayley, who's the property consultant. And, um, I think first and foremost, we want clients to get a result, um, And then in amongst that, of course, is what is safe and manageable, not only from what can you physically do, but also what can you mentally um, deal with as far as stress and pressure? Because, you know, what you've done on your own um, at your age is phenomenal. So congratulations. I think that's amazing. (laughs) It is. It really is. Like you'll be that third property. You're in the 1% club already you know, and you'll be barely a day over 30, give or take. <laughs> well, to you. well, how old would you be? 31. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, that's pretty damn good to be in the top 1% of Australia <laughs> with your investing. Um, but it's also very sensible, as enthusiastic as we can get, to make sensible decisions about risk because when we work with a client, just so people understand, First thing we do is understand what your goals are and what you're wanting to achieve, and we'll talk through um, a bit of a guideline as to you know how you feel about risk, what pace you want to move at, how quickly, and what you are able to do based on your finance. So um, obviously, the next thing is we get a broker to look at your situation. They'll say what your total servicing is, so how many properties you can potentially get. Um, and that gets reassessed along the way at every purchase, and so for you, yes, you could have probably squeezed in that third property right now, but it may, if anything was to change, put Aria and other things um, in jeopardy. And you know, we work with clients, of course, whose situations change. That's part of what we do at Positive Real Estate to make sure they get a good outcome and nobody, you know, gets caught um, in a poor financial position. But we don't want to go through that stress if we don't need to. Um, Yeah, you've got time on your hands, and it means you can continue to put that deposit together. And you know what? The higher the rent that you can get, like as rents start to increase, that's going to help your servicing. So waiting's not going to hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to have some growth in your properties. So that's going to look good on paper and um, make the banks more comfortable when you're um loan to value ratio of your lending's lower and um, so it's really um win-win in a sensible decision so mm. um,
0: yeah. yeah yeah i think so as well and yeah. um you know I think as you mentioned sometimes you don't know what the banks are going to be doing as well you know and so that's yeah that's another <laughs> thing to think about yeah. um and whether in 2023 they'll still let me do a 10% deposit or if I'll have to chuck in a bit more. Yeah. So um yeah it was it was good that um I guess I felt I felt supported in that, you know, Megan was aware of all those things and she was, I was pretty gun-ho. I was like, yes, let's <laughs> get this third one. Let's go.
1: Let's do it. Woo. <laughs> yeah,
0: but um, but I understood um, yeah, why, you know, it, it does make more it, it is a better idea to sort of wait and
1: just be sure and just be certain. Um yeah. so yeah, I'm happy with that. Awesome. Well, I'm sure that you will have um, a third property well on the way by the time um, the Aria one has settled. You'll be uh, getting your ducks in a row and getting ready for that, um, which is super exciting. So um, I might even touch base with you in maybe 24 months and it'd be really interesting to do a follow-up and see how you went and what Mm -hmm. happened, how, how you did settling Aria and... Where you are on your property journey for your third? Um, I think people will be really interested if you don't mind um, putting you on the spot right now. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we do yeah, like a follow sure. up, <laughs> a follow up interview with Mel. Um, as yeah, one of our young, young Yeah, and we'll and we'll do the big celebration for the one percent club. I think that's certainly <laughs> certainly worthy. Um, so my last question for you is. Um, So when you think about your investment journey um, what would you say to people that are thinking about taking the step to invest but are scared concerned worried about making a mistake um, may not have what they feel is all the information or education because we all know there's just so much information on the internet right and determining what's right for you is i found you know initially quite hard when i started investing so so tell me what would your advice be for people that are fearful of making a wrong decision yeah i think
0: first of all um find the right sources to trust because yep. you're right, there is so much information out there and even going and seeing experts in the field, they'll give you different advice, completely yep. different advice depending on who you see. Yep. Um, and so find a good team, find a team that will support you in your goals and won't tell you that you're not going to be able to do them. And then trust in that team, number one, yep. but also educate yourself as well um Absolutely. So you've got a good team plus you feel empowered to make these decisions because you've done your own research and I think um it's such a cliche and I was reading all these books and all of them were saying, you know, our biggest piece of advice is just to invest in your own education. Yeah. And I used to get so annoyed reading that because I'm like, I don't want to know that. I just want you to tell me what the growth suburbs are, yeah. like, you know, like the, the real That's like true. tips. Yeah. And they're all just like invest in your education. It's like, oh. But it's honestly, it's the best advice. That's what it you is. need to do um, because then also um, when other people come to you and they're sort of like, you know, like well-meaning friends and family they are like, oh, God, you've got two investment properties. Like, isn't that a bit risky? Like, are you sure about that? You know, when when people come and talk to you about it, then you've got a really good understanding of why you made the decisions that you made and you Mm. won't be sort of like easily swayed or pressured to sell or feeling stressed out or whatever because you have that knowledge of why you made these decisions and why they're a good decision and why this how this investment property is going to help you achieve your goals
1: 100 100 that's awesome advice um any other last tips
0: um if you're thinking about signing up with positive do it I don't know who's seeing this but (laughs) do it it was it was (laughs) the best decision honestly that I made so yeah and just Um, save well yeah and go for it
1: yeah 100% go for it I like that (laughs) yeah, <laughs> don't quit exactly. <laughs> and don't take no, don't be told that you can't do something, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. Don't, yeah, be stubborn. <laughs> be
1: stubborn, I think it's almost worthy of a tattoo, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah. awesome all oh, well all right well thank you so much mel that was um fantastic having the chat today and i hope that provides some good inspiration um, for not only the young people but just anyone looking to get started um you know don't take no i think that's the lesson from today um educate yourself and uh take action so yeah. awesome <laughs> wonderful thank you so much Thanks,
0: it, it was great to talk to you thank you <laughs>
1: Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. As you can guess, I love hearing people's Property Investor Tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with me via email at propertyinvestortales.com. At positivementor.com.au. We would also love your feedback and I would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, you can watch all of these podcasts over on YouTube at Positive Mentor or at positivementor.com.au. Until then, take care, happy investing and bye for now.